All right, Neil. We're going to start this podcast a little different. Oh, okay. This is a special episode. We were not going to have an episode this week. If we if we decided to not have an episode and delayed it, is it still considered a special episode? I guess not. <laughs> this is a regular episode that's just delayed. Pretty much. But we're, we, it was unscheduled, but we're going to have it. We can call it a special episode, though. Sure. I don't think we can call it a bonus. It's going to be a regular... Okay, let's just say this. <laughs> Welcome to Season 5, Episode 8. Instead of a Sunday, we're doing this on a Tuesday. Are you going to release this tonight? I'm going to try. Oh, that's bold. So... It's Tuesday now when we're filming this. Yeah. I hope it's Tuesday when you get to hear this. If not, it might be Wednesday. I'm hoping that this one is a little bit shorter than normal, kind of, because we have to do this again in five days, and I want to make sure we have enough to talk to on the main yeah. Sunday episode. So we have some stuff. We've got, I don't know, oh, yeah, five pages of notes. There's lots to talk about. I don't have a lot to say, but there's lots to talk about, and we, we want to be consistent, even though it is obviously delayed. We still want to do it. Sure. It's important. Okay. And uh, So here we are. Going. We're doing this for you guys. Heck yeah. <laughs> and, and us, I guess. And us. All right, before we jump into anything, Neil, is there anything you want to tell the people out there? Yeah, I do have some news, which I will discuss in length on my channel, the Productions channel. But I have had some pretty big transitions in life recently. I uh, I quit my job. That's kind of big. I, I did. I, qu- I quit I quit my job. And in the video that I'm going to make, it's going to be titled, I don't know, I quit my job, what now, basically. It's going to be talking about why I quit my job. What am I going to do? Where am I going? All that stuff. That's basically all I'm going to say. And even in that video, I can't give all of the details. They're juicy. They're juicy details, but I can't give them all out of respect for the company that I technically still work for. Sure. Until the beginning of July. So I am starting a new job at the beginning of July, and it is a very positive step forward in my career and life path. Does that make sense? I want to say something, but I don't want to give anything away. It is, it is a very adult move. Yes. In a way. Not adult, like OnlyFans adult. I mean, like. I mean, you'd, you'd really be set that way. <laughs> Start on OnlyFans. Hmm. Why didn't I think of that? Okay. I, I don't even want to bring this up, but Mitch informed me of something last night. Oh. So on Twitch, there's these two girls that are just nuts and okay. they shouldn't be on Twitch. They like. They're doing the bikini pool pool thing. thing. Okay, yeah. So they've taken it to the next level. They were doing ASMR, sticking their butts in the air while sucking on the the microphone, like licking it. Oh, God. And if you reached a certain amount of subscribers, one of them was going to fart into the microphone. (laughs) No way. Yes. They both got banned for three days. And they didn't even take the ban seriously. They're like, hey, why don't we take the weekend off and go shopping or something? <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Wait. And there's 20,000 people watching this and paying for okay, this. That's my next question. Who's watching this and why? And if you are, why are you paying for their only OnlyFans? Because you can just go watch it for free on Twitch. <laughs> that's like, you're basically getting the same thing on OnlyFans from these two anyway. I don't get it. I would pay them not to fart into the mic. Do you know how rich you would be if you were a woman right now? I would be loaded. You would, you would be my best friend. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to do anything... Ridiculous. I would have OnlyFans and I would take pictures of my feet and I'd make bank. Yep. I'd make coin. Totally. And I just I'd sit home and I'd work take like two hours a day. Yeah. I'd just chill, take pictures of my feet, and then you get some creepy deal. emails and just pretend you like them and yeah. oh, I don't know. I don't understand, man. It's, it's men are disgusting. How about that? Heck yeah. Not all men. A lot though. A lot though. Yeah. Yep. A lot. I mean, there's probably some crazy ladies out there too, yeah. but I mean teach their own. If you're into feet, that's cool. I'm not. I don't like feet. <laughs> yeah. We've had that conversation there's, lately. There's we a, won't get into that. <laughs> there's a thing for everyone, and that's totally fine. I respect that. Uh, but I just don't get a lot of the I, I would never pay for anything. 
Can you imagine? What do you do for a living? You go to the bank. I want to buy a new house. I live in California. I'm this 20-some-year-old hot chick. I go into the bank. What do you do for a living? Well, I have an OnlyFans and I lick on microphones with my butt in the air. And I fart into a mic. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, how sustainable is that? Well, it's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember there was a guy on Twitch, Tim Tatman. He went into the bank and he said it was hard to get the loan. He's like, I have an enormous amount of money because he's a big streamer on Twitch. Yes. He's like, but I can't prove to them that I have stable income because of the type of job it is. Exactly. So he said it's really, it's a really weird industry to be in. And that's probably why I would never do YouTube full time. Yes. Unless I was owned a house for years and years and years yeah. and it was super secure. You have to be making bank to do it full you, time. Yeah. Like one of these big guys that like you can basically go buy anything you want the second you think about it. Yeah. You, even considering getting a loan for a, a mortgage or something like that, it's almost out of the question. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to buy the house outright. Yep. And pay all the fees up front, all the lawyer fees, all that stuff would just be cash. So... You'd have to probably buy most things outright. Like you... Car. Yeah. Like everything. you could never go in for financing. Like your credit would be... Like, yeah. I don't know how your credit would be because it's not like... I think your credit would be good, but they... Like, I don't even know how no, that works. Like, how does it work? Like, I am a self-employed YouTube person. Like, you have to literally probably present them with a business case and business finances and like treat it as a business. So, like, this is my business. My business just happens to operate on YouTube. This yeah. is how much money I brought in this quarter or year. This is, yeah, yeah or, you your probably would. or your business would have to buy the house and treat it as an actual asset. That'd be real... <laughs> <laughs> that's a ridiculous way to do it but you might have to do it that yep. way but anyways we'd, we'd have a sick podcast studio if Post the Post yeah, could buy I'm talking about the um, the path that I have chosen to go down is a, exactly career wise what I'm doing now like I'll be doing the same work I mean like graphic design marketing and that stuff but it is it'll look good to the bank because of who it's for I'll say that <laughs> that's what I'm saying <laughs> mine kind of says the same thing yeah well uh, yeah can't, I can't say much more than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Lots of uh, transition. So you'll notice that, hey, there wasn't a video on Sunday and there was a video yesterday, but I deleted it instantly because I made Heard a mistake. That. In it. <laughs> was it like a big enough mistake that you had to delete it? Well, I think I don't know if it was actually a mistake. Like, So someone took all of the uh, Jersey concept videos and they yep. tallied up who, who came first the most, who came second the most, who came third. But in the, it was the title, not the title, the column, row. Row column. The column mm-hmm. was one, and then it said last, and then it said three. But I think they either mislabeled it. It was supposed to be two. But anyways, I treated it as two. I didn't even the way it was on my screen. I couldn't see the titles. Oh, uh, okay. I saw one, two, three, and I had been, been sitting on the document for two months. It's been since the end of April, so I forgot. If it was last, I forgot. I just assumed it was two. I'm like, okay, well, I can't even fix it. Like the entire video, yeah, you, concept is based on one, two, three. Yeah. So I just deleted it. Right off the channel, I deleted it right out of my hard drive. Like it's gone. Because there was people saying, "Wait a minute, there was a video I wanted yeah. to watch when I got home. And it was gone." Yeah. So sorry, there was no video yesterday, technically. So, and I have nothing else filmed. I've I've just been kind of going through the paces of of uh, this life. new job thing and life, and going back and forth and trying to you know prepare to exit the job, get everything done mentally prepare for the new job, filling up paperwork because mm-hmm. there's a lot already yep. uh, trying to figure stuff out. But here's the good thing. I'll tell you a little detail. I get to work from home at my new job. No way. You for, did not tell me that. I didn't? No, you did not. For life. Not but, just for COVID, for do, life. Do you know what the funniest part about that is? That your job is literally two minutes from your house. It is. I could drive to my new ho- my new uh, place of work in two minutes. Yes. Guess what the place has that may surprise you? What? A cafeteria. I'm not surprised by that because yeah. it's a cool looking building. So I could 
work from home, drive to work, eat go, at the cafeteria. Then go home. Then go I'm going to go to work on my lunch break. <laughs> and then I'm going to go home and go back to work. That's But my friend works there. Yeah. I'll tell you more about that later. So I could go have lunch with him at work and then go home. I did not know you could work from home. That's a huge perk. Yeah. So work from home for life, not just for COVID, permanently. Yep. Three weeks vacation. Three weeks sick. Well, you might know this. Do you get more with three weeks or is it Three permanent? weeks carried over each year. Yeah. But can you, after so many years, can you get more than three weeks? All vacation? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Is it seven? I think it goes to four after three years. Ooh. And then five after five years or no, I, I don't know. Five, yeah. Five after five years or something like that. <sighs> but sick yeah. times, is your sick time carryover? We don't have sick time anymore. Oh. We have personal time. We're allowed to bank 15 personal days now as days that can be used for whatever reason we want. If we don't want to go to work, we say personal day. Oh, interesting. You don't have to be sick anymore. So my three weeks sick time can carry over year to year. So yeah. same with dad. Dad is involved in the same if you're if, if you're kind of getting the hint of what kind of yeah. entity runs this organization, <laughs> he is since 2007. He has not taken a sick day. He, yeah. In fact, he's never taken a sick day in his entire life. Heck yeah, as a working adult, it's from 2007 until now. Guess how much sick time he has banked? Thousands. Eight months. Yeah. See, people in my line of work when we had sick time and it was rumored that it was going to be going away, they started using it because oh, once yeah, you yeah, yeah. retire, you don't get paid out for it. Yeah. I wonder if you could retire early if you had bank sick time. Nope. Sick time does not equal real time. You can if you have vacation time. Interesting. So yeah, don't count on that. If yeah, you yeah. if you want if you want to get credit for that sick time, I don't <laughs> want to be saying this publicly, but you kinda of gotta take it to get it. But I haven't taken I haven't taken three weeks of vacation in the last decade. No. Or three weeks of sick time in the last decade, let alone the last year. I don't know what I'm gonna do with three weeks sick time in a year. And I get seven days volunteer paid time. So that's like personal days. Uh, on top of that. So if I want to go volunteer That's for something. That's gold-plated compared to what I got. And they don't care what it is. I can volunteer to pet cats all day. Yeah. They pay me for it. Yeah. That's what my personal days are. You get seven a year and you're allowed to have 15 max. Yeah. And I get a phone. I get a laptop. So yeah, I assume you like VPN in and... Do I don't your... know if it's... I assume it's a VPN. I don't I know why. Imagine I can't wouldn't. imagine there wouldn't be a VPN, but... Just be careful what you do when you're on that VPN. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's watching. That's right. So... Anyways, it's going to be interesting. It's exciting, I think. It's it's an entity that I've always wanted to work for, but I never thought I'd be able to work for it in the capacity that I am in my actual field. So not only not only am I doing things that I've, you know, been spending my entire career doing basically, but I'm also working for the. So it's anyways, it's a good move. <laughs> the specific things I'll be dealing with itself. I'm not really involved in. No, you're not. <laughs> so it's that, that's what uh, my wife said. She's like, mm. I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe he's gonna. I don't know. Yeah. So, although it Anyways, kind of is irrelevant too. It is completely irrelevant. Yeah. Because I mean, the place I'm working now, I don't use the product. Yeah. That I, that we sell. So yeah. Not that's not because it's a bad product. It's just no, no. It's yeah. It's, it's it's kind of situational. It's not my specific lifestyle. Yeah. Is the best way I can put it. He works at a sex shop. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. I do not. So yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's my small, non-detailed version of my life update. So uh, where I was going with that is basically I I haven't really been feeling videos lately. Yep. I've been just kind of enjoying life a little bit, and we've been locked up for so long. Yep. And now that it's summer's just begun, I really wanted to like get out of the house and just kind of like experience things. So I went to Moncton yep. this last weekend, which was why there wasn't a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to do stuff like go to the zoo. Like I went to the zoo. Yep. When's the uh, last time you went to the zoo? With you? <laughs> yeah, in what, 2007? Uh, no, because we went to, well, I guess technically. 
Yeah, was, like a long time ago. We went to like Bush Gardens, oh, which no, is yeah, technically that, not a zoo. Okay, Moncton Zoo. Yeah, Moncton Zoo would have been with you. In 2008, I think, or seven, way back when you bought your iPhone for the first time. No, that's right. Because that's where that happened. Yes. You're right. 100% you're right. Yeah. Uh, wow, that was a long time ago. Now it's like 13 years yeah, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. So anyway, I just wanted to do stuff. So went to the mall a little bit, which was terrible. I had to wear a mask the entire time. It's yep. so hot in there. I got my second shot literally half an hour ago. Heck yeah. I am fully vaccinated. Our buddy Reed is fully vaccinated. Oh. I don't know about our buddy Russell. You have yours scheduled. Friday nights are coming back. There's a Gloomhaven box over there. We have Gloomhaven over there. It's an <laughs> awesome board game. It is not going to be on this channel. It is, you guys are not yeah. going to even hear about it after this. Yeah. But we used to, every Friday night, we get together. We'd hang out with our boys, play some games. Pretty nerdy. Pretty nerdy, but pretty fun. Pretty nerdy, yeah. My my, my second dose is July 6th, which is two weeks away. Yep. Exactly, I think. They overbooked 100%. That's why that line was that there. Line was huge. Everyone came in. Like When we went to get our vaccine right now, there was a massive line. And we had a scheduled appointment for 10 to whatever, 10 to 5. It's like, okay, how do I have a scheduled appointment, but I got to wait in line? Yeah. And it's because they overbooked mm. just to get everyone in. But Mine's at 9 a.m. That's intense. I think that works to my favor. I got Moderna, by the way. I did not get Pfizer. Yeah, they're giving Moderna for a second dose, regardless of yeah. first dose. Yeah. Apparently it's, I don't know, maybe you'll have a super vaccine. <laughs> I don't know. They're like, oh, mixing them's fine. And then they're like, oh, you should probably get the same one if you can. And it's like, all right, you keep sending mixed messages. But mm, my either way, I've got two. I'm good. My current boss. Got his second dose about two weeks ago. First dose did nothing to him. Second dose knocked him out. I had a sore arm and I felt kind of weird. I didn't go to work the next day. So I'm either going to get rocked hard yeah. or I'm going to have minimal. And I'm thinking it's probably going to be rocked hard. Yeah. You might so be, you might we're be we're knocking tired. this out now. I'm going to try to get this out tonight <laughs> and then I could be dead for the next two days. Yeah, exactly. All right. So anyway, that's a lot of hockey talk. To... Yeah, we, got, we are going to talk hockey in this podcast for the record, but. <laughs> We just figured we'd start off with some off-topic yeah. conversation. I know some people like that, so. Yep. Okay, so. Hockey. Do you want to start with Montreal, or do you want to start with Tampa? Since the Tampa game was on last night, we can go wherever let's, you want. Let's talk Tampa. Okay. Because I honestly don't have that much to say, and it's probably going to make some people angry of the things I do have to say. Our Tampa notes are literally um, <laughs> a third of a paragraph, or a third of the page, and three bullets. And we can have a bigger conversation about Tampa. I mean, what, yeah, there's like... Yeah, like on page three, that's it. So, well, I mean, there's more notes about other stuff, but I mean, obviously, Tampa had a massive blowout win last night. It was, I didn't watch it. It was nothing. And that's what I'm going to say that's going to make people angry. I barely watched the series at all. I'm just not interested. I don't know why. Like, I think it's because of of Tampa. I don't want to see them win again. And the Islanders kind of play a bit of a boring Mm -hmm. style, like the Canadians. And I'm just, I just find myself just not interested. And, like I've I've gone for a walk instead of watch the game. Yeah. Like the other night, I went for a walk. I think it was I watched it at the end of the second period. I think it was five nothing when I turned it off. I was like, okay, this is over. Yeah. I think I'm just I don't know. The playoffs seem long. Yeah. And it's shortened season. You think that I'd be you know still still got the fire under me? It's know. shortened, but it's also like condensed too. It's a lot coming at you all the time. Yeah. It's I'm just ready for it to be either over or or it be the finals. Plus, it's like. It's kind of like our opening conversation. Like we've all been stuck in our houses and whatever. And then now exactly. finally it's like you're able to go outside. And it's like, hey, I've been sitting in here doing nothing, yeah. watching hockey, whatever. I have a chance to go out and do other things now. It's kind of like I, I want to do both. So yeah. I'm going to focus on my team. And then on the other game, I'm just going to go to something else. Bad timing, right? Yeah. But, but pri- my pri- priorities have shifted based on when our province has just started to open up. Yep. 
I want to do stuff. Yep. I I didn't I literally did nothing last year. Yep. In the beginning of this year, I haven't even been to PEI since September of last year. Yep. Uh, I'd like to go sometime in July. Mom and dad are coming over in July, but at least I want to do some stuff right now until I can, you know, some stuff in my own province. So I, I'm not sorry for it. I don't, I don't regret it. I'm I mean, I don't sorry. think anyone's going to be mad that no, you I, didn't watch a hockey game. Yeah. But I mean, I still have things to say. Yeah. Did you <laughs> see comments. what the Nova Scotia premier said today? This is off topic, but no. So he's mad that New Brunswick is opening up early. I don't know if you've seen that. He's like, they opened up unexpectedly. We weren't prepared for it, even though it's been known that as soon as New Brunswick hits the 75 and 20 or whatever it was that yep. we were opening. So they announced their reopening plan. PEI, Newfoundland, open for business. New Brunswick, got a quarantine. He's holding a chip on his shoulder. And anyone that goes into New, from New, Nova Scotia to New Brunswick and back has to quarantine when they get back. That's ridiculous. Super ridiculous. Say, here's something ridiculous, even yep. more ridiculous. I can go to Nova Scotia. As someone who lives in New Brunswick and not have to quarantine either when I go there or I'll come back. Want to know why? Why? Because I've got PEI plates on my truck. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you do. And you have to go into New Brunswick from PEI to get into Nova Scotia. Exactly. So. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. It is. It's silly. But Anyway. All right. Tampa, New York. So, 8 nothing blow. Do you think the series is over? I want to say no, but. It's over. I think it's over. Even if the Islanders manage to win tomorrow night or whenever it is, I don't. I don't see them winning. I this. really, really, really want to see the Islanders win because I want to see the Tampa Bay Lightning lose. I hate repeat winners. It just takes the fun out of it for Who me. Who would you rather play if you were Montreal? Probably Tampa because I think Tampa takes more risks. That's what I'm thinking too because Islanders are a defensive team, and if you're already having trouble scoring, Two you defensive don't... teams playing. Oh, oh, yeah, like that would be a brutal final. No thanks. So I don't know. I think. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so let's talk about a couple points here, and then we'll move on. So first thing we're going to talk about is what you had in the notes, but it's amazing. It's definitely the block shot in game four. Okay. There's like two and a half seconds left on the clock, and McDonough with the crazy move, spinorama. It was beautiful. Wide open net, backhand, and then Pollock just spread eagle all four down and just pushes it out of the way. And that's it was what, beautiful. Like That's what makes the last night even more disappointing because – of the way it's almost poetic. It's yeah. almost like a fairy tale that he saved the puck like that to get them the win. Yep. And then they just, you know, they, <laughs> I was not going to swear there. They crapped the brick. They, 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 yeah, they crapped the bed and, uh, and they lost last night. So it's just like, it's like that effort was almost for nothing. Like I know the series isn't over, Yeah, but it's just, why? Just, I don't know. It was, it was amazing though. Like that's, Moves like that are what Stanley Cup playoff runs are made of. Yeah. That's what those little plays like that, those huge block shots, those win people Stanley Cups. Those yeah. win teams. Those Stanley are what Cup. gets put in the highlight reel for future exactly. promos of Stanley Cup. Like if you're a marketing guy, you're looking at it saying, like, yep, I can use that. Yeah. And it's 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 also the definition of not giving up. Yeah. Like you're literally putting your entire body in front of the <laughs> you're net just sprawling. when your goalie is gone. Yeah. And you don't care if it hits you in the face. Like yep. that is dedication. That is effort. And that is exactly what gets a team going. Yeah. Oh, his teammates loved him. He got yeah major celebrated. I don't know what the right word is. I was gonna say pounded, but he didn't get pounded. But yeah, the huddle was, was, was they were pumped for him. It was amazing. He saved them the game. So, well, potentially it would have gone into overtime, but you never know. You, you never know exactly. You never know. So uh, shout out to that play specifically. It was. I amazing. mean, if they would have lost that game, they would have been down three one, and then it's over. And it's over. Like literally, it would have been done last. And night. they still have to win the next two in a row, which is. 
they do go back to the island. Yep. Which is, sure. as we know, an incredible place to But if you were, if you were an Islanders fan, how are you feeling about winning two in a row against Tampa, though? Um, I'm feeling good about winning one. Like, I'm, I think they're going to win. You think they're going to win? I home? think they're going to win Game Six. Yeah, they have to. It's destiny. I don't they think they. I don't. Their, I don't think they're going no, to. They can't lose their last game in the barn. Okay, they just can't do it. That's true. They're going to win. I, I, I'm, I guarantee it. Personal guarantee. I hope you're right, but I'm not. I don't think they're going to win in Tampa Game Seven. No, I don't either. I don't think we're going to see any more blow games like this. No, I don't. But think I, so either. That's a, That is such a strange game. And there were bounces in that game, like ridiculous bounces. Oh yeah, like everything that could have gone gone wrong. Especially went in the wrong. especially the first of it, there was quite a few. It, that just doesn't happen to the Islanders. Like they're the best defensive team in the NHL. Th- basically. That's what a lot of people were saying. Was just like it just doesn't okay, make sense. Okay, if it's going to be an eight nothing blowout, sure, but against the Islanders, I wouldn't be. Yeah, they had a, that. they had a crap game, and Tampa had a really good game, and they got all the bounces. Yep. So it was just one of those weird games. It's unfortunate that it happened in a playoff game, um, but that's. I mean, that's what makes the, the playoffs exciting in a way. Okay, don't so, read your notes. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. So, they were the first team to win a playoff game by eight or more goals since 2011. Yes. Do you know who the other team was that did it? The other team? Yeah. Back in 2001, who was the team that won a game by eight or more goals? Uh, Well, I think Tampa Bay Lightning did it last year against the Islanders. Nope. Not eight or more. Are you sure? There could have been eight, but it wasn't eight nothing. Eight plus oh, okay. goals. Eight plus goals. And this is 2001? 2001. Can you tell me if it's a West Coast or a I, It's East an Coast East team? Coast team that's terrible right now. 2001? <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres. It was the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> they b- defeated Philly 8 nothing in Game 6 and eliminated them. Wow. That's what I said when I read that. It's like, Buffalo, wow. Wow. Things indeed. have changed and... Holy frick, that's Eight, 20 years now. That's... Oh my God, that's literally 20 years. That's crazy. We're old. Remember in the year two thousand, everyone thought all the computers were gonna break, and I was like, "Why two K?" And then, two, and then the remember like, yeah. And there was two thousand two, which was gonna be like the end of the world, and I was thinking like, "Man, I'm never gonna get to drive a car." I remember being a little guy like, "Man, the world's gonna end in two thousand two. I'm never gonna get to drive a car ever." And what? here, the, what was going on in two thousand two? Wasn't that the Mayan calendar? No, end of the world. Oh, twenty twelve. Okay, that, I had the movie twenty twelve. That couldn't have been that then, because I would it would have been two thousand two. Yeah. I don't know what was two thousand two. It must have been something else. Anyway. Know. Yeah, because you're right. The mind calendar was 22. I don't know what 2002 was, but I remember thinking, 2002, <laughs> I'm never going to get to drive a car because I'm going to be dead. Was it the, the retaliation from the United States on... I don't, I don't think it was anything from, like from real. 9/11? I think it was something fake. Oh. Like, I think it was like... like it was a like prophecy. a Mayan, Yeah, it was like a Mayan calendar type thing where, like, the stars are aligning in 2002. Everyone's going to be dead or something. So I don't know. Buffalo Sabres beat the Philadelphia Flyers 8-0 in 2001. Eliminating them in game six. Eliminating them. Yeah. Interesting. Um, speaking of Tampa, so Braden Point has extended his goal streak to eight games. You know, the more these playoffs go on, and the more I think about that extra eighteen million. Kucherov has twenty-seven <laughs> points right now. The next highest is like in the teens. It's all five of the top most points are Tampa players right now. I was gonna put that in here. I was like, no, I don't want to put that in here. It's frustrating. But like when like, when that was posted on Reddit, I believe. All of the comments were talking about, yeah. wow, money sure can buy happiness or something like that. It's not their fault. Like, they, I'm not mad at Tampa. I'm mad at the NHL. The stars aligned, like we said last podcast. Yeah, the stars. stars. But literally, he is way ahead. 
And that was one the top comment on the thread was one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, in more ways than one. Yeah, exactly. This guy never played all year. He is ready to go. <laughs> but you know what? He's putting up those points quietly. It's not like he's oh, like, he is, though. Yeah. It's right. not like he's just like you're hearing his name and it's like, wow, look at these plays he's doing. He's just quietly putting up like I think last night he had three points. He's like, just super being super uh, consistent and uh, yeah. he's just doing his thing. It's funny. It'll be interesting to see if they try to make a change with this. I don't think they, they will. To. I think they have to. I don't know if they will, though, because. I think they have to. I think they do, too. Because but teams are going to take advantage of it. Once, now that we've seen Tampa do it. But they didn't do it on purpose. <clears throat> I, they did it on purpose. I think he was literally hurt when he put him out. I'm Yes, I agree. But I think he could have come back. They melted. Maybe it. a few weeks or a month. Like, they definitely left him out to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, they melted. There's no it. doubt about it. They were like, we're not risking injury for the playoffs. We'll yep. bring him. How do you enforce that? I don't know, I, but I'm not mad at Tampa like that. But if you're in the NHL, how do you enforce that? Like, are you going to have your own independent doctors going around to all the leagues, like and checking in on them, or are you just going to be taking the word of the team doctor? Like, yeah, nope, none of that. You make the cap valid in the playoffs. Oh, it's the easiest. It's the easiest solution. That's interesting. I wonder if there's any ramifications for that. I've never really thought about it. But why isn't the cap in this exactly. postseason? That's, yeah, that's is it because the, the is it because the contract only covers the regular season? I think because if there's an injury and you have to call someone up, you may not have the ability to put someone on waivers in the playoffs and do all this mm. other finagling that you need to do to kind of be I, within the cap. I think I'm down for that change. I haven't really thought about it before, but instantly I'm like, if I the, don't I don't know why it's not like that. If the cap exists just for the regular season, then what's the point of the cap? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, regular season hockey is totally different. Than do you think there should be a luxury tax? Luxury tax? Yeah, as in like the NBA, where you can go over the cap, but you have to pay an extra uh, tax on top of that, which goes to the bottom teams, or it gets spread to all the other teams. So hypothetically, if you had a really rich owner that wanted a championship, he could empty his pockets. Let's just say, like, say your cap's what eighty-one five or whatever. So let's just say it's eighty-one. Say you want to go, you know, eighty-five over. So you're paying an extra four million over. You have to pay an extra two million on top of that, and that money gets distributed to all the other teams. I'm going to say no because I like the parody in the NHL. Yeah. And I think that would remove it. Yep. But I, it would lead to players getting paid more money in the NHL. And yep. I think they should be based on other sports, other professional sports. Because there's definitely teams that would flex that if they could. Like Absolutely. Toronto definitely would. Toronto would flex the crap out of that. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah. Um, Chicago probably would. Yep. New York probably would. York. Once they get a good team, which they have now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know if uh, La Belle Provence would or not. Yeah, that's a tricky one. I think if I'm they, not sure. He seems to be the kind of guy that if think, they got a good team, he'd go for it. I think he's too calculated. You know what I think's funny is they're into the what round are we in now? Third? Third, yeah. So he's like, our friends at Molson, we have partnered up with our friends at Molson. It's like they're not your friends, they own you. They literally own you. They are the his, owner of your team. His they're not last your friends. Name is Molson. Yeah, Jeff Molson <laughs> owns your team. Our friends at Molson, we've teamed up with them. It's like, mm, mm, have you? Yeah. Okay. You, they, they own you. Yeah. You're going to do whatever they tell you to do. You're in bed. So I just thought that was You're funny. already in bed. Yeah. You cannot start a new relationship. So anyway, um, so that game, I I think either way, there's two games most left. By next podcast, we're, the series will be over. I think both will be. Yeah. So we're going to be able to talk more about this. I'm excited for, I'm excited for the Stanley Cup final preview. Whatever the matchup is. Sure. Because I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really interesting. Like if Vegas ends up playing Tampa, matchup-wise, that's that's a very 
tricky. It's a very tricky matchup. But I see Vegas versus Islanders much like Tampa versus the mm. Islanders. Does yeah. That, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, my hearing just all switched to one ear. Did that ever happen to you? <laughs> no. Like, it's like it popped? Kind of, but it didn't pop. And now I have a ringing in this ear. Ooh. That was strange. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to talk about some just Islander stuff. Yeah, let's do because it. Until now, we don't really talk Islanders on this podcast a whole lot. So I'm going to give some credit and some shout outs to some things the Islanders have done. Okay? Yep. So their new arena next year, the UBS Arena. It is being constructed on the racetrack at Belmont Park. I think most people know that. Did you see the, see the outside of it? Yeah. It looks very old. It looks... It doesn't look modern like the Edmonton it's one. It's not right? modern. Which I think is fine. I just didn't... Maybe it's cheaper. Oh, it's probably definitely cheaper. Yeah. But you know, if you look at the Columbus one, I think it's Columbus. And I think the American Airlines Center in Dallas, too, that might be older, but they look old. Yeah. Like the one in Columbus, I, do, I don't know how old it is, but it even if it was made 20 years ago, it still looks like an arena that was used to be like a cotton mill back in 1902. Yeah. And they retrofitted it. Like it's, I think it's brick. Yeah. And it's, it is neat. It fits in exactly with that, you know, that kind of area of, of the United States. But I just figured that the Islanders, they're such a huge, like their fan base is huge. There's lots of space there. They wanted it to stand out. I figured they'd just do, you look at Barclays yep. Center, like that place is beautiful on the yep. outside. It looks like a museum. So I just, I didn't think that, that that they would go the old school school route. I wonder if it'll be like awesome in the inside, just kind of look rough on the outside, or if it's just going to be kind of yeah, plain they, Jane all around. And they also retrofitted the Coliseum. It looks different on the outside. Yep. Like it looks way more modern than it used to. Yep. So, I don't know, just different. Mm-hmm. I think the inside will be beautiful though. So... It's a seventeen thousand fan arena, so it's a little more on the smaller side. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Bell MTS place, or I guess sorry, it's not Bell MTS place anymore. It's it's some health thing. Uh, yeah, health Canada, Canada Life. Canada Life. Uh, you know what? Shout out Canada Life, though. I can't believe I'm shouting out an insurance company because they're usually garbage. But that's who my work. There's a spider right that's there. That's a massive spider. Do you see? Wow, that's a daddy lot long legs. <laughs> He destroyed that spider. Okay, he's gone. He ain't, he ain't dead, but he's gone. No, he's gone for now. Canada Life Insurance, that's a lot of money to put on a building. So my work uses them now. Okay. It was Great West Life, and I think either they bought them out or they switched them or something. But when we were doing our IVF for our baby, basically nothing was covered. Oh. And our, our stuff ended up getting delayed. I think I told you that. So we were supposed to have the baby or make the baby. <laughs> I don't know how you did. He's basically a, a tube baby, kind of. He was made in a dish. So the baby was supposed to be made in the dish in the fall, but we couldn't do it in the fall. It got moved till May or something like that. Okay. In between those two times, the health company changed, covered everything. Really? Yeah. So we had to pay like, I don't know, 80 or 20%. They covered 80% of everything once it, until it reached a certain amount. But it was like thousands of dollars we saved. Wow. Shout so I was like, I was like, heck yeah. So I will give them the shout out. I'm sure there's a hundred thousand people that have a whole bunch of garbage things to say. Like they did not cover this, but for me, they covered something. I still don't think it's a giant waste of money to put your name on a building though. Scotiabank. Yes. That's my we, biggest one. As you a Scotiabank are a Scotia- customer. Yes. It's like, hmm, we're going to charge you a dollar more a month, but Hey, we've got this brand new building in Toronto yeah. or old building that we put our sign on. So now it's, hey, we're in Scotiabank Arena. Yeah, we paid $300 million to put our name on this It's arena. ridiculous. And uh, we've increased your, your monthly uh, <laughs> Yeah. Fee. Meanwhile, we're, we're, the banks in Canada are all making record profits last quarter. Yeah, like record Over a billion dollars in profit in a quarter. Yeah. 
Anyway, let's that's the need to hear. Anyways, I'm excited for the building. So they have sold out all of their season tickets. I did hear that. Fifteen thousand of them. So there's actually only two thousand regular seats that that's are available. A lot of season tickets. Is that normal? I don't know. I that's, that's why I was lot. wondering when I did the notes. Fifteen thousand of the seventeen thousand seats are season ticket holders. The other two thousand are available, and then obviously the season ticket people can sell their tickets mm. through Ticketmaster. But I wonder if they, I wonder if they took into consideration acoustics in that arena because that. Their fans are so loud. I hope so because I mean it's 2021. Like you have to have like that's the that's the best part about the Islanders arena now is is the fans. Yeah, and they're so loud. I wonder if they took that into consideration and made it smaller so it would be louder. Does that make sense? Yep. Less people but louder because it's Winnipeg's like that. Yeah, Winnipeg's like that. Fifteen thousand some people, but it's like one of the loudest buildings in the arena. Exactly. Yeah. So there's now a waiting list. If you want to be a New York Islanders season ticket holder, you have to join a waiting list. Okay, let me ask you a question. There's a team. But hold on before you say that. I want you to hold it because okay. I want you to ask me. Yep. A couple years ago, the Islanders were the third worst in attendance. John Tavares left. <laughs> now, I know winning solves everything, but I think, and I'm going to get into this, they have new ownership a few years ago, and I've got some bullet points. Now, go back to what you were going to ask me before you well, forget. I mean, Pittsburgh, they were... Um, on the brink of bankruptcy. Totally. They were done. And then they got Christina Crosby. Yep. And then they won a cup. And then they won two more cups eventually. They can't. They're the biggest and they can't pay him enough for what the value he's brought to no. that com- that company. Well, it is a company. Technically, it's a business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, hypothetically, there's an NHL team in Moncton. Brand new team. Okay. You have the opportunity to buy season tickets. The Moncton Turbo Toads. Epic. They're $3,500 for the year. For 40 one home games. Are you paying $3,500? <sighs> would you get one with me? 100%. Okay, I would do it if someone did it with me. Because that's a lot of road trips, too. You can't do that if you're buying the tickets for a one-seater. That means you're you're spending four hours in a car every game. You can get to Moncton in like an hour and a half. Yeah, but, but then the getting out of Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're probably right. And then some of the people in these big cities, they probably deal with the same thing. Like, yep, if you live in Mississauga and you have to commute into into Toronto for a game and maybe you don't want to take the go train or whatever and you're taking your car, yep. you're probably dealing with oh, stupid yeah. traffic. I mean, you have thousands of people all trying to leave one parking lot at once. Yeah. So like would, you, would you do it? $3,500 for 41 home games. I'd do it if you did it with me. I would I would definitely do it. I would not do it because most people who have season tickets have two. They I don't would, just buy one. I wouldn't go alone. Yeah. I, I'd probably buy my ticket alone, but I'd end up not going alone a lot and I would just sell it Yeah. And just go to the odd game alone. Yeah. But I'd... The point is to have fun with your friends or your family yeah. or your your woman or your man. Like who buys a season do. ticket and only buys one ticket? Yeah. It's always pairs. It's, it's usually yeah, it's almost always certainly pairs. So I mean when you go to Toronto and your season tickets are like fifteen thousand dollars, you're spending thirty grand to go watch hockey with Yeah, that's a lot of whoever money. you want to bring with you or whatever. Yeah. And there would be times when maybe you couldn't make it. Do you imagine yeah. if we were rich? Do you how do you know <laughs> just not just us, but people watching? Like, do you know how much different rich people's lives are than ours? And we're not bad. Like, I'm not saying we're, we've got it bad. Like, we've got it pretty good where yes. we are. Like, we yeah. typically, if we want to go do something, we can go do it. But, I mean, these people sneeze at 30 grand. It's nothing. It's it's a joke. To like, them. I live in, like, a 200-some-thousand-dollar house. They live in million-dollar homes, and it's like, whatever. Yeah. Like, a million-dollar home in Toronto is nothing. And like, they say money doesn't solve problems. Yes, it does. That's bull crap. That's bullcrap. Now, sure, you can get more problems with more money because more, more money, you more got, problems. Yeah, like you're gonna have people wanting money from you. You're gonna want to. You maybe overspend or you get crazy. Like, sure, yeah. but hey, I'll take that option. And I'm not even talking stupid money. I'm talking like, if you got a million dollars 
just for the rest of your life. Million dollars for the rest of your life. A million dollars. A lot of money. They they say a typical investment is seven percent. So if you invest a million dollars, that's seventy grand a year you're getting back through that investment just through interest. Through interest. That's that's not a lot of money, but it is significant money. You could live off of seventy grand a year. Absolutely. So you put that million in the bank. Seventy grand a year, dude. If I had seventy grand a year, I'd have a tub with jets and a fridge that made ice. <laughs> that's what I mean. And that's the life. That's what I'm talking. About. I have a fridge that makes ice. Yeah, I you're t- living the life. That's my goal in life. I do not have a tub with jets, though. Everyone thinks that I have a tub with jets. I do not. It's just a regular. Wait, why does everyone think that you have a tub with jets? Because it looks like a tub with jets. It's one oh. of those like corner tubs that has like it's like a deep sinker tub. Why are you showing everyone your tub? I don't know. When I bought the house, everyone wanted to see your bathroom. Oh. They're like, wow, you got a jet tub. It's like, no, it's not a jet tub. It's just a regular tub. And nobody uses it. That's the definition of how, if if I can make it in life, is if I can afford a fridge that makes ice. That's what I told my wife when we were buying our appliances. Nope. This is a once in a lifetime thing. We were buying the fridge that has ice in it. You're damn right. And it's going to be crushed ice too. I'm all about the crushed ice. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, okay. So, okay. I want to talk about ownership real quick with the yep. Islanders. Then we'll move on. So in 2014, John Ledecky, who I think was a minority owner in Dallas Stars or Washington Capitals, one of those I can't remember. Scott Malkin bought a minority stake in the team, and then they became majority owners in 2016. I guess the owner they had before was not really great. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about some of the pros these two guys have okay. done since they've been there. So I have things to say, too. Okay. So they got the new arena in Belmont Park, which means the team is staying on Long Island. That's Heck a huge yeah. plus. Long term. Huge plus. So they shook up the front office, replacing Gar Snow, which a lot of people also did not like. Yep. Brought in Lou Lamorello, and they also fired Doug Waite, which, again, another bunch of people didn't like. Yep. Um, they actually spent money on a Stanley Cup winning coach in Barry Trotz. Yeah. Another plus. I mean, like... Like, they're spending money. Like They kind of sniped him. Yeah. Like, like wh- Washington was like, hey, congratulations, you won the Cup. We're not going to pay you. Yeah. And I was like, heck yeah, we yeah, will. we'll pay you, but we're not going to pay you what you want. And I was just like, heck yeah, let's do it. Uh, in 2017, they spent $3 million to upgrade their practice facility, which is the Northwell Health Ice Center, to become a premier slash state-of-the-art practice facility, which is one of the best in the league, apparently. I mean, that's the stuff that we don't hear about, but that's the stuff that really matters to players. Yes, because they spend a lot of time at those practice facilities. Yeah, and they're also location as well, like... Like their families to think about too. Oh yeah, like it's just yeah. All that stuff goes a long way. And the last part I have is they mended the relationship with their alumni because apparently the alumni relationship in New York was fractured. I wonder. Like Danny Potvin was one of them. He was on record saying, you know, we were always turned away when we wanted to be involved with stuff. They didn't really want to have anything to do with them, and now they're kind of bringing them back into the fold, which it should be because these are the guys that built your franchise up. Well, yeah, I mean, look at look at their success. It was a, they won the cup, what, four straight years? Yeah. In the 80s? Yeah, back when we were young. Back, yeah. <laughs> Real before, young. Before I was born. <laughs> Real young. Uh, the alumni should be one of the most important relationships yes, if other you, than maybe business relationships. Like, can you imagine Montreal without the alumni? Oh, that's what they're built on. Exactly. Of, and, and all of these old teams that have history and success should have that alumni. They have the torch. Yes. They lit their mantra. or mon- Mantra? 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 I think it's mantra, but I say both, I think. I think I do, too. Anyways, their mantra is the torch. They literally, the, the entire concept of the team is that you pass the torch from alumni onto, like, that's the entire thing. Yep. So, good on the Islanders so, for mending that. So, do you have something you want to say, or? Yeah. They haven't done the thing I wanted them to do. <laughs> What's that? Bring back the fisherman jersey. I'm with you, 100. percent What's going on here? There's guys? a lot of people that don't like the fisherman. No, jersey. it's it's uh, either you love it or you hate it. Kind I of thing. am a love it. I just I just think they should embrace the meme because it's always going to be a meme. They're always going to be made fun of, 
until they actually embrace it. Why can't they just that just be their third and they wear it every once in a while? Like couple like once every couple months it pops out of nowhere. Here's the thing, they actually use it. It's on shoe. They sell shoes with the fisherman on it. And you're telling me you you can make shoes in a backpack, but you can't make a jersey <laughs> and make bank? Come on, guys. No, I'm with you. Okay, let's go back to the first. Okay. Okay, we're gonna jump into some Montreal Vegas talk. Yay. Yay. We're going to talk about some referees, too. We're going to talk about that after, though. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, this series. The series, they're going to be playing tonight. we got to try to make sure we're done this podcast. It's time to be able to watch it. Oh, you'll, we could film this for four hours because it's not until oh, 10 o'clock. Oh, it's in Vegas again. That's yes. right. Ridiculous. That's right. I didn't even watch Overtime last night. Did I tell you that? Really? Didn't even watch it because I was pissed. Because it's classic Montreal. They get the lead, they hold it well, and then they let in some stupid goal that never should have gone in because it yeah. just squeaked through. It's not Carey Price's fault. I mean, it's just, it happens, right? But still, just a classic it Montreal. It was a bad goal, though. Give up the lead. It was a bad goal. Give they up kind the lead. of squawked between his arm, which... Squawked? Squawked. It squawked between his arm. That's my word. I like it. If that's not a word, I'm sorry, but I'm using it. It squawked between his arm. It's a goal that never should have happened. Now, listen, he, st- he stopped a million goals that should have gone in, so I'll give yes. him that one. Yeah, that's why I'm not mad at him. But, but it kind of sucks that that is the goal that I tied just, it up. I just knew it. That is the definition of regular season Montreal Canadiens. Montreal could have won that game at five other times in that <clears> game. Cole Caulfield, if he had scored in that breakaway, different game. There's so many opportunities they could have scored a goal. Yeah. So I was I was pissed. I just I just Montreal I, was I not out of that game. Montreal yeah. should have won that game as far as I'm concerned. It was a reversal of a previous game. Totally. So I'm disappointed that it's two two because I think they could have won that game even though they technically shouldn't have. won I the think game. that's going to be the end of them not winning that game. That 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 game was the most important game of the series. I think they're I done think. now. I, I agree. I think they're totally done. I I, I, I hope they're not. They've shown that they can hang. If they, I don't to, know. That was a big one. If they would have gone up three one, then I would have been thinking, "Yep, Montreal's yeah. got this." I just, and I would have been blown away. Well, Vegas did it against Avalanche. Yep, Avalanche were up two nothing. Vegas came back and won four. But they're straight. Vegas. This is the Montreal Canadiens, <laughs> a team that that's can't what, score. That's what I'm saying. Vegas is now in. They're on their way. Now, Brendan Gallagher said, you know, the longer this series goes, the more pressure is on Vegas, which is true. That is very true. But it also, I don't know. I need to say something. Leonard played amazing. Sure. Okay. That may have been a different game if Fleury was in net. Yeah. But Leonard played unbelievable. And shout out to Leonard. So I like to see that because I like him as a person. He is not playing tonight. He's not? Nope. Fleury is in. What are you talking about? He won you the game. <laughs> nope. They, they said Fleury was the first one on the ice You're for practice. Me. And off. So they expect that Fleury will be back in the net tonight. Wow. And okay. By the time you hear this, you'll already know that. The game's probably going to be over. Maybe. I'm going to try to get this out as fast as I can, but we'll see. I um I actually think that Montreal might win tonight. I hope you're right, but I just I think the next two, I think it's over in six. Vegas is a tough place to play, though. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. If Montreal gets the first goal, they got a chance. If they don't, no chance. That building is so loud. Like I know Montreal is good at defending the lead sometimes. We'll see how the referee. Oh, they have new referees for this game too. Yes, they do. New referees. Yep. And West McCauley's not one, so I will riot. It's uh, O'Rourke and some someone. I can't. I actually don't know. It's not Chris Lee. That's for sure. No, it's definitely not the two. But do you want to know why? Why? Because they're not going to fly them down there to ref the same game. They're going to keep them in Montreal for Game Six. So Chris Lee's coming back. Anyway, we'll get into the refs after. Yeah. We got a lot of save. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention quick, the fans in Vegas, unbelievable. And even the small amount of fans in Montreal have been fantastic. They've been loud. Really, They've really been loud. as loud as you can expect yeah, 3,500 so, people um, to be. Shout out to 
fans from both teams who are physically there at the uh, at the games. And shout out to Tim. You know, Tim went to a game. Yes, I did. I seen yeah. the picture on Discord. Yeah. Do you see the hat that he got me? Tim, he got you a hat. I got him to get me a hat. Tim, where's my hat? Tim, I'm taking that monkey. I gotta show it to you. You keep talking. Okay, I don't I'll know what to talk it, about. I'll but find it real quick. So, uh, my name is Jason. <laughs> Today we're gonna <laughs> well, talk. What's about... next on the list? Okay, no, I'm just kidding. So we got some uh, some key points for Montreal Canadiens that Neil wrote down that he wanted to talk about. Um, so I'll skip those for now, and I'll go to the one that I want to talk about. And I want to say the Montreal Canadiens penalty kill is on fire. They have killed their last 27 penalty kills in 11 games straight. Yeah. It, That's very un-Montreal-like. Special teams are not Montreal's forte. No, but they are, apparently. But they are. It is a gold fleck hat <laughs> that matches the gold jersey. Tim, buddy. <laughs> Tim, buddy. You could have got me one of those. It's it's the only hat that matches the gold jersey. So, That's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to get him to ship it to me and send him the money, and then I'll have something to match the jersey. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, special teams. I think Montreal, their power, their power play has changed its dynamic. It's they're doing. Who's the team that does it? They they cycle it at the back and then they put it in the corner and they immediately put it out in the slot. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the team that does it. It might be Tampa actually, or maybe it's Colorado. Colorado definitely did it. I was going to say Colorado, yeah, it's but one I didn't of the know teams if you they do it flawlessly. Yeah. Colorado's power play is so efficient and fast. It's just like I look at that. I'm like, why can't Boston do that? Like yeah. they just take their time looking. Colorado's is like in the corner, out front, shot on net. It, Montreal has started to do that and actually have some success with it. So seeing some kind of adaption or change in the Montreal Canadiens coaching or special teams plan is actually impressive to me. Yep. Who has watched a stagnant team for a very long time. So yep. I really appreciate that. And obviously the shows in the statistics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's talk about Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield is the man. Yeah, he's pretty good. Like, he doesn't get hit. Nope. He's just a little tiny he's guy. He's so fast. Yeah. He doesn't hit, but he also doesn't get hit. They did a good example of him in the last game where when he went on his breakaway, they said he was going to he was going towards the defenseman at like 15 kilometers an hour, and then as soon as he realized the defenseman boggled it, he was up to 32 like instantly, yeah. and he was just gone, had the breakaway. Yeah. it's He's an exciting player to watch. Uh, I think I, w- I wish that he would... He goes through these phases where he doesn't shoot the puck for a game. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're in the spot. Like, shoot the puck. Well, he's he's new, too. Yeah, yeah but he's then the next game, he'll shoot, and he'll miss the net <laughs> nine times out of ten with an incredibly hard shot, but he'll just miss the net. It's like, oh, you're so close. So, he's fun to watch. Carey Price. Carey Price is exactly what I want Carey Price to be in the playoffs. Yep. And I'm, this is a Carey Price that everybody knows exists. Yep. But everywhere, everyone is assuming that this isn't the Carey Price that we're going to get because of the regular season Carey Price, who is unfortunately inconsistent. Carey Price last playoffs was very good. Carey Price in these this regular season, I know he was injured as well. Look questionable. Mm-hmm. I, I'm happy. I'm happy with Carey Price. It's not a sentence I say a lot. So good on him. Shea Weber. Shea Weber is a very frustrating player for me to watch because. He's made some really good defensive plays, but he's also done some real stupid things too. Like one one player on Montreal will get hit, and then he'll skate and he'll try and defend them, and then take a penalty. Yeah, that's great. Like yeah. I, I I like that you're there to defend and stuff, and you don't mind uh, throwing your muscle around. That is awesome. Montreal needs that, but don't make yourself a liability. Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself don't put your team down, especially against Vegas. Now Vegas's power play has not been good, nope. but still, 
Montreal can't be spending, you know, 15 minutes on a power play a game, 15, 20 minutes. Like that's ridiculous. So he needs to, he needs, he needs to tighten it up. He needs to, he needs to tighten his sphincter up and just play a little bit better. Oh, snap. Okay. That's what I'm saying. What about your boy, Corey Perry? If I could clone Corey Perry 17 more times, Montreal Canadiens would win the Stanley Cup. Yep. That's the, that's what I have to say. Yep. Like he's, He's probably my favorite player. Do you see the gash that was on his face? Like after the slash, it's like, it's like dark. It just looks like a battle scar. Yeah, it was amazing. And Jeff Petrie looking like a, like a, like a a (laughs) Sith, a Sith, uh, Lord. No, Sith. What am I trying to say? I think that's what you're trying to say. Sith Lord. Yeah. I call Sith Lord. Yeah. Anyways, that happened to me once. Fun fact. Travis, I was camping with Travis. He threw a flashlight, hit me in the eye. And, and I'll bloody it up. Hey, this whole, all the white in my left eye. It was like that for a month. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Anyway. Okay, let's talk about Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury. We kind of touched on it a little bit before. Yeah. You're surprised to see Fleury go back in tonight. I'm not. I expected it. I just don't. I don't know how. You, why, though? Like people, people online are saying that he got shelled pretty hard last game and that he needs a break. Fleury or Leonard? Leonard. The only reason Leonard got in was because Fleury... Goofed up that play behind the net. I agree. I mean, here's the one thing I will say that I do understand the decision. The entire season, at least for I think maybe the last 20 games or so, it was Leonard Flurry, Leonard Flurry, Leonard Flurry, Leonard Flurry. So they're used to that rotation. Yeah. So I guess I do kind of understand it. And Flurry didn't seem upset. Like after the game, he was like, "Yeah, good job, guys. We won." And that's that's the whole. He that's probably what, knew that he was going back in after the one game. Like that's why they're successful. Yeah. Like when you get battling goaltenders who just get really frustrated and stuff and and get spiteful, that's a problem. Like. When the St. Louis Blues had Bennington and Allen as a backup, mm-hmm. Jake Allen knew that he was the backup. Yeah, he used to be the starter, but he knew that Bennington was on fire, and he needed to be the backup at that point. You know, one of, one of the small things that Allen did for his team as the backup, which had no effect on the actual game itself, but it's something he did to prepare his players for. What's that? He matched the go- the the playing style, the goalie style of the opposing goalie in practice. That's awesome. So they could have get used to how the other goalie plays that's cool stuff like that's that shout out to jake allen shout out to jake good allen. old fracton boy it's little stuff like that 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 kind of it's like extra it's extra it, it's it, going beyond what you're expected to do it forms the relationship between the goalies yeah and i think leonard and flurry have that yeah they're very different goaltenders totally personality wise play style uh i, I don't i don't know how old leonard is I, know I don't know either, actually. I think Fleur's like 37. 36, I think they're both kind of older guys now. Well, I think maybe Leonard's in his early 30s. Really? I don't know. He looks like he's probably 35, but... See, that's what sure. I, I would have guessed, like mid-30s. Yeah, I can't I can't remember. Uh, but anyways, I think their relationship is good, and I don't think it's weird for them to go flip-flop. But I am surprised that Fleury's starting because Leonard played so good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It would have been intense if he pulled... Um, flurry that game and they would have lost because then they're like, why did you put Leonard in? Yeah, there would have been so much drama in Vegas. It was risky to pull him. I thought it uh, paid off, obviously, but now Flurry risky. D- Flurry, he's not that consistent in playoffs because True. I feel like the pressure gets to him. Now this game tonight that he's going to be playing is in Vegas. Yep, there's you know nineteen thousand five hundred fans or whatever it is the capacity there twenty thousand fans who are slightly nervous that Marc Andre Flurry might be that 20% Marc-Andre Fleury who lets in that stinker goal that they've seen in the past 
So I think they're a little bit nervous, and I think that plays into Marc-Andre Fleur's head a little bit, but I think he'll do well, regardless. Mark Stone, Max, Max Pacioretty. They were basically invisible the entire They have series. no goals, correct? I I, I think remember. I think they're both at zero right now. Yeah, I can't remember. But Montreal's done a very good job shining them down. Yes. Uh they've been they've had chances, but Montreal's done very good at shining them down. And not just not just removing s- legitimate scoring chances, but removing like literal shots altogether. Yep. Like there was a point, I think it was maybe the last game of the previous game, where they were held off the board for shots until the third period, it's a late second. Like that's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're two big boys. So uh they need to get going. It's also like huge, they're playing the Montreal Canadiens. Like, let's go. Yeah, but it's also huge credit to the Montreal that they were it's able to. It's huge credit to Montreal. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and then you just have defensive contributions offensively. Yeah, that's a weird sentence to say. Yeah. But look at the goals that have been scored by Vegas. Like, 80% of them have come from defensemen. Mm-hmm. So Montreal needs to recognize that trend. And and you got to do something about it. Yeah. I don't know what you do, but you got to do something <laughs> about it. I don't know it. either. But anyways, yeah. That's, okay. That's kind of all I have to say. It's time. Yeah, it's kind of a. It's, we got a con- t- it's a conversation I want to have, but it's a conversation I don't want to have. It's, it's a conversation rests. we shouldn't have to have. It is a conversation that we should not have to have. You are but right. how many times have we? Okay, we're gonna talk about the refing. So put the banner up top. Um, how many times in this podcast have we talked about refing? Bunch. Probably as about as much as we talked about goaltender interference. Yeah, which like, is a lot. Yeah, like a bunch. And most of the time, it's a topic, but I don't know if everybody's talking about it right now. Everybody is talking about this. You go on any sports website, you go on any hockey Discord, hockey forum, hockey Reddit, you're going to see people talking about the refing. Here's why I think it matters because it's not just Montreal Canadiens fans having the conversation. No, it's like a lot of hockey yeah. fans from other teams, and I've, a lot of the Colorado fans are saying, like, to you people who weren't watching our series, we're glad you're finally seeing that it's not just yeah. us saying that there's something going on here. I've even seen some Maple Leaf fans, <laughs> like Maple Leafs were eliminated by yeah. Montreal Canadiens. I've seen Leaf fans complain about the uh, refing inconsistencies. and But Vegas is very good at being sneaky and like right along the rule book. Like, could be a penalty, but, but there's But there's stuff that's blatantly... Yes, there is. Like that punch to the face okay, on Suzuki, that was We're going to get into that. I have that in my notes. Let's skip that for now. I want to talk about that specifically. That's unacceptable. What do you think of Gord Miller overall? Gord Miller? Gord Stats Miller? Yeah. I can't listen to him. You don't like him? I love Gord Miller. I, I think, think he's good. He, logically, I I I probably agree with everything he says. Do you think logically. he's a smart hockey guy? Incredibly. Okay, you just don't like his play by play. I don't I don't like the stats. Like it's this guy had had toast on Tuesday in 1991 before he went to first grade <laughs> and he got 99 in the test and it's a Tuesday again. He had toast this morning. He's going to Listen, man, you got to have the gift of gab to be a commentator. You do, but yeah, I don't need stats from like that has no significant <laughs> like 70 75% of his stats are insignificant. <laughs> But so he, just it just makes it. him sound better to the people who are half paying attention. I know, I know. Okay, so Gordon Miller puts some, he works for TSN. He puts some tweets out, and I want to read them and get your reaction to them. So he said, he's actually talking about this. He's one of the few people, because it seems like there's some people that are kind of talking about it, but none of the big guys, like Elliot Friedman's not talking about it. And he's, I think he's saving it. Exactly. Or they're in a position where they are in their company where, hey, we're with Rogers. We have a big partnership with the NHL. We can't really bash. I don't know. Because there's so. there's articles on sports and about it. Okay, let me let me just start with Gord Miller first. This is what he said in his tweets. And this is three different tweets. Hmm. He said, it's time for a reset. Call the rule book. A penalty in the first minute of the first period is a penalty in the last minute of the third or overtime. Expecting officials to manage the game doesn't work. Call the penalties. The players will adjust. I completely agree. 
Then he quotes Ray Ferraro, another TSN guy. This is what Ray Ferraro says. So this is a bit of a freebie, but are people happy with the don't want the refs to decide the game stuff? This is comical, really. Just call the penalties that are there. Quit trying to manage the game because the refs always end up in a hole. And then Gore replied by saying, not calling penalties decides just as many games as calling them. Another true fact. true. Another tweet by Gord. One of the things Ray Ferraro and I have talked about, and they have their own podcast, I believe, or he maybe he's been on. No, it's the Ray and Dreg's podcast. So that's Dreger. Never mind. Ignore that. <laughs> I'm wrong with that. <laughs> but they're colleagues, so they talk a lot. Yes. He said, one of the things that Ray Ferraro and I have talked about for years is how jarring it is to go from watching an IIHF hockey tournament, the Olympics, World Championships, World Juniors, to the NHL. The standards seem completely different. I don't blame the officials. They call the games the way they're told to, and in... in and international officials miss calls. It happens with referees in, referees in every sport. But I prefer the IIHF hockey standard. You rarely wonder what a penalty is or isn't. The standard is consistent from game That's to game. That's incredibly true. Like totally. When you watch the Olympics or the World Juniors or whatever, a penalty is a penalty, and the players adjust. And That's my biggest point. You have the NHL players go to the Olympics. They're like, maybe not instantly, but very quickly, they're adjusted to the rules. Oh, they learn. So they, if you do this in the NHL, the players will adjust. I don't, I, it doesn't make any sense. Why is there, why is there so much subjectivity to the two penalties in the NHL? Like, you either call it or you don't. Like it's Okay, I want to jump down to the second quote, because this, this kind of goes in with the first conversation. So, Renaud Lavoie of TVA, who... I don't like that. He is one of the people that... I got nothing against the guy, but when they have him on the radio... They'll do like a, they'll have him on the in for, for like a twelve minute segment. He'll talk for eleven minutes and fifty seconds of it. He's so bad. They'll ask him one question and he's just he'll talk 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 <laughs> Montreal 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 Montreal. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but he was doing an interview on a French podcast called La Dose. Sure. How's my French? <laughs> uh, and he recalled a conversation he had with a general manager in the NHL. So he had a conversation with a general manager and he recalled the story on this podcast. The GM told him that before the playoffs, they were told, quote, don't expect us to raise our arms when there are penalties. Our job is to manage the game. Why are you on the ice? So that's where we're at. And that's what kind of uh, Ray Ferraro was talking to. Do you want penalties called, as the rule book says, or do you want the game being managed? If you're there to manage the game. We had a ref fired this year for managing the game. Literally, yes. But that's what they're doing. I, I... And they don't they don't answer for it. No, they don't answer like you for can't, it. At, there's no press conference after the game where the refs or even the refing association gets questioned by the media. Like never. Do you remember our friend Mika from Finland? Heck yeah. He told I do us. Remember, remember, do you remember the story he told us that I don't know if it was soccer or in Finland hockey? After the games are over, the referee immediately goes down to a booth and has to answer questions from the media. Yeah. Like, why doesn't that exist? Why are they so protected? I don't know. I, I don't know. Is that an, an, an like the players are allowed to take heat? Is the teams union? are allowed to take heat? The NHL is allowed to take heat, but do anything to the refs and it's an automatic fine, suspension, whatever. Is, are they part of the NHL? Or are they unionized and they are, are governed by a different entity? There is definitely got to be a, a referee union. I don't know what it is, but I can't imagine well, they are not unionized. They would have to be. Is it a union to protect them? It's probably like the union of National Hockey League referees. <laughs> You're gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Try to talk. <laughs> Try to fill for me here. I just like I I understand like you. I understand the management of the game, but if you're not there to call penalties based on the rule book and you're not there to call penalties in general, and you're just there to manage the game. Then we we don't need you. Put the linesman on the ice, both of them, and then you can sit in the in the penalty box. You don't need to be on the ice at that point. Exactly. What, what are you What are you gonna do? You're not there to call penalties. 
They are part of the National Hockey League Officials Association, so they do have a union. Okay. Which makes sense because they are obviously protected. But the NHL protects them like crazy. I mean, unions can be a good thing and a bad thing. Yep. But you need to be... You, need, you have I, to be I don't understand the, I don't understand this managing the game. How do you manage a game? That's basically saying I'm going to give you guys three penalties and you give you guys three penalties, etc. Oh, wait a minute. Vegas went a game without a penalty. Oh, wait. Vegas got a couple penalties, but two of them were over the glass penalties. It would be like going to McDonald's and getting a meal at lunchtime and then going later in the day and getting a different meal depending on how they felt. <laughs> yeah. Or the different amount of food. Yeah. or like, You never know what you were going to get based on whoever was managing the kitchen. It's how many fries you got in your thing. Exactly. Sometimes there's fries at the bottom of your bag is overflowing so much. And sometimes you look at that and be like, what is this? Exactly. Want to know why McDonald's works? Because it's consistent. You hear that NHL <laughs> consistency. Yeah. Be more like McDonald's NHL. Yeah. Come on guys. Um, so another example is Mark Spector of Sportsnet. He wrote an article on, on Sportsnet. It was on the front page of Sportsnet. Like bam, front page. You go there. This is the first thing you see. The title of the article was NHL officials are losing the plot as missed penalties pile up. Yes. So they're, they're, they're hearing this. There's no way they're not. And there's no way the league's not hearing this either. This is an issue right now. And I, at the same time, I don't even manage. Uh, sorry. I don't even blame the refs because I know they're being told. They are being told. It's not necessarily. They're just doing their job. Like right. they're being told from whoever's leading them or whoever's the president or whatever of that. Like it's not. They're just doing their job. Yeah. And obviously there's mistakes. Like there's a point where you can manage the game and there's a point where you can Clearly, biasly, I think, make a decision in favor of one team like that punch to the face. Okay, we're going to get into that. That's my next point. So, specific example. Game four, Montreal-Vegas. I th- I don't know if Montreal was on a power play or not. I can't remember. Anyway, the puck gets dumped down to the other end of the rink. Yeah. And the Montreal defenseman goes back and gets it, and he starts skating it back up, and all of a sudden, finally, the whistle goes. It's like, okay, what's going on, on the other end? And you don't mm-hmm. really see it. Then they play the replay, and it's McNabb and Suzuki. Yeah. And he punches him right in the face. Like, and the referee, Chris Lee, say you're the punchers. I'm the punchers? To you people that are on audio, I'm going to stand up. I'm standing up right now. I'm so fired up with this. Okay. So, Neil, pretend Neil is twisted around the other way. He's McNabb and he's going to punch Suzuki in the face. I'm Chris Lee. <laughs> this is where I am. I'm literally Does, six feet away watching this play happen. You saw the photo, right? I did not see the photo. You haven't seen the photo? No. Oh, the come photo's on. probably even better than. Oh what I've man, seen. you gotta see the photo. I gotta show you right now. It's unbelievable. Now I'm off centered, but whatever. It is unbelievable. Like, it it makes look, the NHL look so. Bad. I only seen it in real time because I was watching it, and even like I think it was Garrett Galley, the guy you don't like, was even like, "This is ridiculous. Like, how are you going to set a standard for of, of officiating in the third period when you're watching a guy at the other end of the puck?" <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> is that not damning? That's beautiful. He's just like, oh, nothing. And then, and then when he finally does blow the whistle, he starts going like this behind the net. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> Travel? That's not a hockey call. What, what call is this in hockey? I never learned that one. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Clear the clock. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> nothing to see here. Move on. Um, I just don't. I just don't get it. I just. I understand there's going to be rough stuff, but there's a point where it crosses the line. I think personally, that's just not as a Canadians fan, just as an objective hockey fan. Punching someone in the face like that. And I'm sure they're both like kind of jabbing back and forth, but he literally punched him in the face and then he just like that. Yeah. And I don't think Suzuki embellished it. No. Like that's the thing. I he got he got punched in the face. Like it was like right in the, in the face. It wasn't like a side of the head. It was like. It's a roughing penalty. 
You could call it unsportsmanlike. You could call it roughing. But he was literally looking right at them. The puck is down there, and he's like this. Did you see what he did afterwards? No. As soon as the punch the punch happened, and he went. <laughs> no way. <laughs> he didn't watch the replay. He looks that way. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It's stupid. So people were like, people were all playing the all Canadian agenda, like, oh, NHL doesn't want a Canadian team in the finals. That'll be bad for ratings. Blah blah blah. It's like. I'm tired of that narrative. That's people, people in Canada, you can do better than that. Yeah, and yeah. Here's now, the thing: Montreal didn't lose the game because it's some refs, in my opinion. Yep. They lost the game because they can't score. They couldn't score on on their opportunities. Yep. So I don't think that specific game was being decided by uh, refereeing. But we're heading into the Stanley Cup Finals, and this calls like this can't continue to happen, or non calls like this can't continue to happen. Like I don't care who's in the finals. I don't care if Montreal gets gets. Uh, eliminated by, by Vegas and Vegas moves on and they play whoever like this is for the big cheese okay <laughs> the big cheese We're, this is the big cheese that's going on here we can't have no little tiny as Chris mice. Rock says this is for the big piece of chicken <laughs> there you go you got the big chicken here we can't have any little <laughs> mice messing with it yeah I don't know I'm done with talking about the refs yeah okay so we'll see but whatever okay nope couple quick notes and then we'll end this because we gotta wrap this up alright so JT Brown is going to be a color commentator for Seattle. He sure is. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think it's good. I think he's got personality. He this absolutely is, has personality. He's a pecan, pecan, pecan. Pe- yeah, PK Subban type. Yes. I'm not saying he's as good as PK. I'm just saying he has charisma. He's going to bring that little oomph to the job. Yeah, and it, I think it's important that he's he's a, he's colored as well. Yeah. And Kraken have made it their mission to support diversity, and I think I don't. Know, I think it's a not sure. only not only did they pick someone who was who's considered diverse, but they picked the right guy for the job. Yeah. This is a guy that has experience with the game, so he's yeah. he's going to be commentating on like if I was if I was in this industry and I, a lot of the players are or commentators are like that, but if you were just a regular Joe Schmo like me or you and we were analysts or whatever, I'd be getting nervous about where my job's going to be in 5 years because mm-hmm. you see like PK going on to ESPN and there's been like Patrick Sharp has done NBC and there's yes. just there's players getting into the broadcasting side that can bring a perspective that the regular Joe Schmo doesn't have. Exactly. And I mean, Ray Ferraro has been between the benches for TSN forever. So, I mean, they've already been doing yeah, that. I but mean, there's Jeremy Roenick and Mike Babcock and I mean, the list goes on. There's, there's uh, what's his Colby Armstrong. Uh, Did you see his interview with Sidney Crosby? I didn't, but I, <laughs> it was, I'm sure it was amazing. It was like they didn't talk about hockey the whole time. <laughs> They used to be line mates. Yeah, they were roommates too. Yeah. yeah, it was it was funny. They were just talking about old stories and laugh, making each other laugh. It was one of the, the most personal interviews of Sidney Crosby you see because he was actually like shooting the crap back and I, forth. I love, uh, I love Colby Armstrong. So did you know JT Brown streams on Twitch? Speaking of Twitch. I did not know that. He does. He plays like Call of Duty and stuff on there. And he, he says he likes it because it lets people see another side of him that they normally get to see. I don't know if he's going to be on Twitch anymore now that he's Dang. doing this, but... Did you see that uh, Stephen? You know who Stephen Johns is? He used to be a Stephen used Johns. To play for the Dallas Stars. Mm, no, it's not ringing a bell. He is rollerblading across the United States for fundraising for mental health awareness. <laughs> Shout to him. And he's posting it all on Twitter. Man, legit. Yeah. Like he's he's seeing some awesome sights. Yeah. Uh, he's, Are people he, like meeting him along his way? Pavelski. That's awesome. No yeah. way. It was it was great. So I, if you're not following him on Twitter, please do. That's pro. I like that. Um, the NHL will be sending out a draft schedule for next year to the teams. Um, John Shannon put this on Twitter, our boy John Shannon, <laughs> who yeah. just never heard of us in our lives, but we like <laughs> shout him out almost every podcast. <laughs> so it says the NHL will be sending out a draft of the new schedule to all teams this week. 
Um, and then the season is planning to start on October 12th. So that's not terrible. That's in line, is it not, with regular? It should be, yeah. It's usually the start of October, yeah. like September preseasons. Um, and apparently they're sending out two drafts. One includes the Olympics, the other does not. Didn't they already agree that they would? I guess not technically. I wonder if it's not a, we've decided we're not going to go because we don't want to go. It's COVID protocols, we're not going. We don't believe it's safe enough for our players to go. It could be. Yeah, you're right. Because a lot of athletes are questioning whether the protocols are going to be up to, to snuff. Yeah. That's a significant travel as well. Yeah. So. Um, and anyway, for the regular people like us, the official schedule comes out the third week of July. So we'll know what's going on next year, third week of July. When is, uh, when's free agency day this year? I don't know, actually. It's supposed to be July 1st, but obviously there's going to be hockey being played. Mm. So I something I've never I, looked into. I haven't I heard, just, actually. I kind of forgot. So did I. And I've. I looked up news when I put these notes together and it wasn't. Do you remember the last free agency day that we hung out? That we did on stream? No, that we just hung out. No. I don't think we did a free agency on stream. Oh, we did, but okay, this was the year after. It was in PEI. We were in Cavendish. We were walking through the board, uh, boardwalk kind of area and we found out that John Tavares signed with. Oh, yeah, place. I do remember that. That's right. And there was one where I brought some popcorn chicken. Or was that trade deadline? That was trade deadline day. That was an amazing day. <laughs> that was, was seven hour seven hour stream on the original channel. Yep. <laughs> In the most uncomfortable. Like oh. these chairs here aren't that great. Those ones back then were way worse. They were like wood chairs with no give. The worst chairs ever. Like you had an indent in your butt after that day. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, I want to talk about some Jersey news, and I brought this up on the Discord. Oh yeah. And you can probably clarify this. I, I can. So Tom Gazzola, who works for TSN and the NHL Network, um, set, put out a tweet about some Edmonton Jersey news. And he said, for the Jersey geeks like me, expect the Oilers to make the Navy uniform the team's primary home look while sprinkling in some games using the orange next season. A return to Royal Blue, or Royal Blue could come after, perhaps with a modernized look. Haven't heard anything on the reverse retro. So, so the Edmonton Oilers have their orange home, their regular away, the navy alternate, which is the two-toned one. With the orange on the shoulders. The, no. Okay. That's the one that's like, there's no nothing on the shoulders. It's just it's, all navy with all, a little yeah. bit. They've okay. worn that a lot this year. Okay. That is the jersey that they're switching to. You think that's going to be the home jersey? Yeah. The alternate, which is the lighter blue, the royal blue, that is that is their retro style. Not the reverse retro. That's just a retro style. That is an alternate. They will not be using that. Do you, Which um, one do you like better? The retro one. The... The, the, the yeah. royal blue. The one that's... Yeah, the royal blue one. I like the royal blue one, I too. I wanted them to bring that as their as their primary home. But I understand that they're considering future options or versions of that that doesn't look super retro, but still... Maybe they're just trying to sell a bunch of these ones and then switch in a couple years to sell a bunch more jerseys. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't like the orange ones. The orange ones that they had in Reebok was fantastic. Are you talking about full orange or orange shoulders? The current... Official home ones now, which is the full orange ones. Okay. I don't like the full orange. I, I I like the orange with the blue. Yeah. I wanted them to go that route. Yes. That's what I'm th- still happy with the decision that they made. Okay. But so you're still happy with the replacement yes, of the full orange. Because I just want the orange to go. And apparently the players did not like the reverse retros, which is why they only wore them twice this year. Oh. Wow. Really? The players did not like That's because they were basically the exact same as the away jerseys. <laughs> was, I ranked them 28th for that reason. Yeah. I like them, but they're just basically the away jerseys. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Why don't you uh, read off the NHL award winner so far? Yeah. And so then we'll no, close off this podcast. They're not all announced yet, but here's the ones that are announced so far. So King, King Clancy, 
which is a humanitarian contribution. Uh, Pecarene. Pecarene. Won that. And there's the Masterson Trophy, uh, dedication to hockey, obviously Oscar Lemblanc. I called that one. Uh, Definitely. Uh, Jack Adams, Coach of the Year. Rod Brindamore. I also called that one. Totally acceptable. Selkie Trophy, Best Defensive Forward, Alexander Barkov. I think you called that one. I did. R.I.P. I said this is the Patrice Bergeron Award. Yeah. I thought for sure Barkov was going to get it. Yeah, I think Bergeron's done winning that award. definitely called this one. Lady Bing, most gentlemanly, Jacob Slavin. Yes, you did, because you only got one penalty, and it was over the board, right? Man, I am all on board the Jacob Slavin train. All right, that wraps up this Tuesday edition of the Post to Post podcast, along with some personal crap. Did you say this was going to be a short podcast at the beginning? (laughs) I don't think it is. Because it's over an hour. It's over an hour. (laughs) It's like an hour and ten minutes or whatever, so... Yeah, anyways, I guess I have to close this out, don't I? Yep. I always forget about this part. Thanks, guys, for watching. I appreciate it. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. If you are watching on YouTube, please leave a like. Please leave a comment. If you are even listening on audio, consider heading on over to the YouTube channel, hitting the subscribe button, and uh, joining us here. And because we do fun things on video, like those spiders, and they come down in front of us and uh, reenact scenes where I'm punching something and Jason is watching. Yeah. So yep. you're missing out if you're not watching on YouTube. Thanks, guys, for watching. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Adios.